At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up to date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Good evening, Rifters! This is Riffs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules to enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Remy, Dungeon Master and a player on the Riftwake podcast. I'm Mitch, a player on Riftwake and a D&D enthusiast. And today's topic is Resurrecting Enemies. So, Mitch, what were we just talking about before we started recording? Oh, how, uh... I don't know if I heard this on a previous R&R or read in the book somewhere where, you know... Most DMs will just go, all right, your enemy's at zero, they're dead. But really, they got to go like negative bloodied, like a player character. Otherwise, they're just unconscious and should be doing death save. Yeah, that honestly is something that a lot of DMs could make use of, but typically don't. Because but it's so much work. Because it's more to keep track of, and most DMs have got more than enough on their plate as it is. But... Yeah. Most of the time, though, player characters do tend to just kill their enemies and then just move along to whatever their next quest is. However, this is a world where, res or most D&D worlds, I should say, have resurrection as a thing that is possible. Player characters usually get to make use of this a lot. Yet, for some reason, most DMs don't even seem to consider it for NPCs. So even in a world where the PCs can just like go to a cleric and then just pay some amount to get a raised dead cast, for some reason that just isn't done with NPCs. So even if you have like, you know, some elf noble who just has some ridiculous amount of wealth and, you know, gets just murdered by the PCs in the dark alley somewhere. 
like for some reason they never seem to have any type of like backup plans or just you know contingency you know lowercase c not talking about the spell in order to come back in some form or fashion or the flower and, girl you've been fighting with the entire first disc it's stabbed in the back by reference. sephiroth oh okay final fantasy ah still get that i can't be friends with you anymore remy the show's over okay okay so we did actually talk about just villains in general way 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 back uh oh shit that was episode 16 so yeah that was very near the beginning of r and r yeah back when i actually listened to it ouch oh. <laughs> i got i don't like i only listen now because i'm editing <laughs> yeah right but anyway so even though you have all of these characters who are powerful, wealthy, yada, 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 and yet they generally don't seem to actually have any kind of resurrection just ever. Like, I can't think of the last time I actually played in a game as a player where the DM did make use of recurring villains because of the fact that they did die and be brought back. Which really is interesting. So it'd be one thing, like, yeah, maybe, you know, Revivify is something that is on, you know, quite a few spell lists to be able to come back. But the thing is, a lot of people, when it comes to Raise Dead, think of it particularly on the cleric perspective. But they often forget, hey, Raise Dead is also on the Bard spell list. So... There are people out there who you can just give coin to cast Raise Dead for you. Like, again, in a medium to high magic D&D world, this certainly won't be the case in all settings. But, yeah, it's on the Bard spell list too. So there are things that can be done in order to bring someone back. And even besides that, like a lot of people like, probably just don't even know, but uh, Transmutation Wizards at 14th level, so... Yeah, technically even rarer, but, you know, wizard and not cleric are able to just consume their transmuter stone to cast Ray's Dead. So there are non-clerics, like, if you do really want, you know, cleric Ray's Dead to just be, like, for the faith, you can still have other options. And, of course, you know, in my own D&D world, yeah, clerics will certainly take coin, too, because, hey, that's still, you know, money for the temple. So, regardless of the source, resurrection is a thing in D&D, and yet it's just not done for villains. Which is, to be honest, rather strange, because most of the time, at least, most PCs tend to just kill a villain and then leave. Are there going to be times where they do just desecrate the body beyond the ability to resurrect it? Yes, yes, of course, that does happen. But more often than not, they just kill them and leave. And that's that. And then they just move on. And yet, to turn a villain of the week into a recurring villain, that could be very interesting storytelling. Because a lot of the time, Dungeon Masters will have 
NPCs that do just die before they can do their plan or do the thing that they're trying to do or just trying to get by in life until the PCs happen. So regardless of the source or origin, that makes a very good villain origin story that the PCs turn them to villainy by killing them. And any time that you as a DM are able to make consequences for the actions of your players in a way that makes sense for the world and game that you're playing in, this is a good thing. So having there be this very, very real consequence to just the actions that they've taken, that they killed this person and now they are out for revenge, or like they just want to ruin the PCs in vengeance, there's a lot that can be done with that just depending on what the person's original origin was, whether they even had an origin. Because, again, something that DMs also just do make use of all the time, and certainly can here, the whole idea of, oh yeah, that was definitely the plan. I definitely am not just pulling this out of my ass. Like, you can just make up more details to a situation. Like, that's just a thing that you can do. <laughs> Like, all DMs do that. Even the ones like me, who do just try to plan out, you know, many, many possibilities. PCs are going to surprise you, and they're going to do things that you don't expect. So there is always some amount of improv as well, just to dungeon after. That's just how it works. But with a situation like this, like, let's say that the PCs do just see... Like, let's say that they are just full murder hobo, they see some just very, you know, well-dressed person with a very, very full coin pouch, and they just decide, hey, that guy looks rich, looks rich, you know, let's kill him and mug him. And then they do. So, okay, this is a person who just got murdered, but, you know, they just leave the corpse in the alley where they killed him. And then later on, that person gets brought back. Maybe they were originally a good guy, or maybe they were a little darker morally to start with. But whatever the case, it makes for interesting storytelling to just know, hey, these are the people that killed me. Like, maybe this actually is some, like, politician of some sort in the city they're in, and, like, they just killed, I don't know, a senator or whatever the equivalent would be. So there's this person now who has this vendetta against the PCs. They can turn the law of the city against them for the actions that they've taken, identifying them as the culprits, you know, having them like, you know, maybe they even still have his, you know, monogrammed, uh, you know, a coin pouch on their person, like whatever the situation may be. Would that be an attempted murder charge or a murder charge? Oh, no, that's still a murder charge. If you need to pull their soul out of the afterlife, it's murder. <laughs> Although, actually, come to think of it, like, that was my instinctive response. But that's the kind of thing that could very well be the case where the laws are different in a D&D &D world. Like, maybe there is some, like, super high magic city in a D&D &D world. You know, the, you know, Dalaran, to use the World of Warcraft equivalent where there's just magic everywhere and that maybe they do have a rule that like it's only murder if they stay dead for more than 10 days because like the time limit on raised dead 
in that like yeah there's resurrections beyond that that make it you know that are still possible but that like it's so much harder and more expensive that like that's the the legal line drawn like 10 day, if they're still dead in 10 days it's murder which could also actually on second though that could there the other other hand that could actually be an interesting story like you have 10 like let's say you do kill someone like you get brought up on charges but you get told like you killed them two days ago you have eight days to bring them back or else you're charged for their murder so like you have to go on the quest to like get the gold or to get you know a cleric to resurrect the person that you killed within that time frame or else you get charged for their murder yeah laws in a magic world get weird potentially anyway but the point being though like there are a lot of different stories that can be told through recurring villains and again a lot of people think of recurring villain just in the terms of you know they go away and come back but well death is a form of going away and resurrection is a form of coming back I, I have a brilliant murder mystery campaign. Oh dear. All right. So players are, you know, murder detectives, whatever. Uh-huh. You look at the evidence, you f- you're trying to find the killer. All the evidence goes, it's an orc, God damn it. Eventually you find a dead orc. Maybe this is the killer. Must be. Case closed. Then you find another murder scene. Exact same MO. Exact same murder. But this time, the evidence says it's somebody else. It turns out the serial killer has been getting resurrected into different bodies and just going on a wild goose chase all over. <sighs> Are you familiar with the spell reincarnate? Yeah, that's the one I meant. Is that what yeah. I said? Yeah. That's not what you said, but that's what you meant. Oh, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. So it's like, you know, one day it's a, you're looking for an orc suspect. Next day, you're looking for a gnome. Next day, you're looking for, you know, whatever. Dragonborn. So, Reincarnate is another one of those underappreciated spells. Because, on the downside, it is druid only. Unlike Raised Dead, which is on quite a few other spell lists. But, they are both 5th level spells. So, they are both available to ninth level of their respective bullcaster classes. However, there's a pretty significant difference between the two. So Raise Dead closes mortal wounds, but does not restore missing body parts. If a creature is lacking body parts or organs integral to survival, its head, for instance, the spell automatically fails. Reincarnate, on the other hand, you touch a dead humanoid or a piece of a dead humanoid. And then, provided that the creature's been dead no longer than 10 days, the spell forms a new adult body for it and then calls the soul to enter that body. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So reincarnate will make a new body. Hmm? So it specifically says humanoid. One. It does. Our centaur centaur is humanoid. Uh... Like if your centaur friend dies, That's can you, can you reincarnate them? Fuzzy. I think that centaurs, they did make them in one, in Ravnica. So it depends if you make use of some of the other books. But actually, no, because uh, even in that, centaur are fae, not humanoid. So mm. centaur would so not. So you can't know. reincarnate them. Damn, yeah, that that's actually question. a pretty unfortunate limitation. Now that I think about it, because raised dead is any dead creature reincarnate though is specifically for a humanoid. It's rather rude, actually, on a reincarnate front. Yes, because my follow-up question, if yes, was, you know, horse dies, they go to the glue factory. Centaur dies, they go to the glue factory. Can you use that glue to resurrect or reincarnate the centaur into something else? But, I don't think that that is a piece of them anymore if it's been treated to that point. It's got collagen. I don't know that it still has any living DNA, though. <laughs> uh, but that would be a question for a dungeon master to decide. <laughs> if you did kill a centaur and use its glue as the component to reincarnate it. Like, to be honest... I actually rather dislike that about reincarnate. I had never realized that until just now that it is humanoid specific because there are a lot of just sapient creatures that aren't humanoids. And like that makes sense for something like, you know, whole person that, yeah, it has to be a person. But yeah, like especially considering that they did also just announce with the new, well, all the announcements recently with the release of Wild Behind Beyond the Witchlight, that they're changing the way that a lot of races work, and they're going to be doing even more changes next year when the new Mordenkainen book comes out. So I am curious if Reincarnate might actually get rephrased to like a dead creature. Like, I'm also curious there's a lot of things on the list that I would consider as an option that aren't like you can't be a full orc. Orcs are humanoid. Although I guess they weren't a playable race when this was written, so who knows. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of races that aren't on the reincarnate list 
there actually are a lot of like DMs Guild and in other places products that do offer more extensive lists. So if you want to have a chance of reincarnating as a Loxodon, that there's a chance. Or reincarnating your centaur from some glue. Do you know what a Loxodon is? Uh, Elephant Man, right? Yeah. yeah. I really like them. They abuse the hell out of me. Alright, anyway. We have distracted a lot. Yeah. Uh, what am I supposed to be talking about? Oh, right. Reincarnating enemies. Oh, shit. Yeah, we really went away. Well, yeah. Like, hey, honestly. Man, my serial killer idea is a great one. That really is. Like, reincarnate for a villain is terrifying to consider, actually, because of the fact that they would have a totally different body that you wouldn't really know anything about, like, what they look like now. So, especially if you do just, yeah, if they have, like, a druid friend who's able to just cast that should anything happen to them. But also if you consider that you just need to touch a piece of the dead humanoid. So... I wonder if there are people that just, like, would cut off their little toe and just, like, leave it with their druid friend just in case they get killed to just use that to reincarnate them. So that way, even if something should happen, like, to their main body, that that should still happen. And then, like, you also have the kind of mystery aspect of imagine, like, the PCs kill someone and then they, like, they loot them, like, steal their shoes and, like, what the fuck? He's missing a... It looks like a toe got cut off. That's fucking weird. Like, there's some interesting story to tell, mysteries to form and potentially solve just through just the reincarnate spell, which is a lot of fun to consider. So, to really scale up to the higher magic version, though, clone. Clone has been talked about rather extensively throughout R&R, to be honest. I think Wish was probably where I went off the most about it. But this is an 8th level spell that is an explicit safeguard against death. So the clone has to grow for 120 days to be either the same or a younger version of the creature. So if you die, you just wake up in your clone body. Which is awesome. But what's even better is that clone is a touch spell. It is not self. Which means if you have magic users in your world capable of 8th level spells, it is theoretically possible for them to be hired. So even if the individual isn't so powerful, if they're rich enough, that they might just have hired some 8th level casters. So imagine if like, someone is just stupidly wealthy, so they just make the choice to just hire an 8th level wizard for 10 days, or not 8th level wizard, but uh, one capable of 8th level spells. Hire them for 10 days, so they just are able to just make 10 like 20-year-old clones so then, even if they do, just die of old age. Also, unlike most resurrection spells where you can't bring them back if they die of old age, that does not matter for clone. If they just die of any cause, natural or unnatural, 
they just can wake up in the nearest clone. So if you just have 10 clones made for someone, then they die, they come back. They die, they come back. They die, they come back. And yeah, it's like altered carbon. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, this is older than altered carbon is. So this is something that's oh, yeah, definitely. been around for a good while longer. And yet again, having clone is probably the best way because it is an automatic process that just if you die, you just get oh you just wake up in the nearest clone. So if you just have like secret storehouses or just like a secret basement just full of you know 10 clones like even if you do just give it a finite like hell even if it's just three like that's the kind of thing then where okay you die the first time like fuck you do you have any idea how expensive it was to make the to make this damn clone then you know the players killed them again okay now i only have two left now i'm getting concerned about my actual mortality so like, the more times that they die, the more desperate that they would get. Because, again, a high-level magic user can just make more clones. But if you have a villain with a finite number of clones, then they just get desperate when they're down to their last clone, or to the point where they have no more backups, that they are literally on their last life. What is an individual who's been around a while you know, may have already died of old age once. They might be, you know, a two or three hundred year old human at this point. So someone with that level of age, that level of, you know, knowledge of the world, that level of desperation to keep, you know, their limited immortality. That is an interesting character. So I I feel like most Wealthy people could easily afford this. I mean, a thousand GP diamond, mm-hmm. one inch of flesh, and a vessel that's worth at least two grand. Yeah, like that's that's not unreasonable. I mean, if you can make a shield guardian, you can clone yourself as many times as you want. Yeah, like the thing is, clones are cheaper than golems, which is bullshit. <laughs> like by a lot, like. It gets kind of ridiculous, too. Like, if you do consider it in terms of, like, Adventurer League rules, where it's, like, the square of the spell level times 10 to hire someone, 640 gold, like, to just hire them plus the component costs, that's bullshit. But even if you did just, like, buy rules of written, where, like, let's just say that, okay, they charge... Double the consumed component, so that's a thousand gold doubled, and then you have to supply the vessel, which is another two thousand, so four thousand in components and the actual. So even if it was five thousand, that would be a bargain. Even if it were ten thousand gold, that would be a bargain. If it were twenty thousand gold, there would still be people that would be willing to pay that. Well, how, again, much, how much gold did the Hornbrew brothers have before they uh, capered off? <laughs> like like 50 grand? Yeah. Yeah, that's like, a lot of we, clones. We had a lot of gold. But yeah, by rules of written, though, like spellcasting services in Adventure League are ridiculously priced. But 
But even if you did just make up your own, just cost to hire a high-level spellcaster to make some number of clones for you, like, if you have a magic user to make clones, and again, like, that just makes such an interesting character to me. However, there is still one last option to consider, the Rod of Resurrection. Yeah, you said Rod. Yes, yes, I did. So, um, this is a legendary magic item that does require attunement by a cleric, druid, or paladin. But, it has five charges, and if you do use all five, it can cast the spell Resurrection, which, again, is the seventh level one, which does close all mortal wounds and restore any missing body parts. So, yeah. That can bring back someone easily within <laughs> death of a year, and with some consequences that has been dead for up to a century. So, even if someone dies a while ago, and then they just have a backup plan just in just chugging along, it can be much later in a campaign that they actually get brought back, whether it is by a spellcaster or whether it is by this magic item. On the downside to the Rod of Resurrection, this is one of those where when reduced to zero charges, you roll a d20, on a one it goes away, it just it disappears, which I despise. I hate magic items that do that. But that's a separate rant. Still, this is a magic item that is capable of resurrection, which ain't exactly a very common thing. So, whether it is through clerics, bards, clones, transmutation wizards, rod of resurrection, and even me being me, I'm sure that there's still one or two more that I'm forgetting, there are a lot of ways for characters to come back from death. So as a DM, don't just limit that to PCs. NPCs in your world that have the resources available to them, that have the cunning to make use of those resources, should and should be able to come back. Whether that is good NPCs, whether that is villains, there is interesting stories to be told by resurrecting enemies. And if anyone needs my serial killer thing, let me know how that worked out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to a monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake, and you can send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs, A-N-D, rules at gmail.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.